you know, those are all online. You can listen to those and you can uh, get on iTunes and podcast them. But we're going to go a different direction today and we're going to actually talk about being thankful this morning. Because it is Thanksgiving coming up here in a few more days. I know we're thankful for good food. Can I get amen? Amen. And we're going to be thankful uh, for the scales and what they're going to say after we eat all that good food. (laughs) Mr. Dan, he gave me this uh, pertaining to uh, the messages we've been preaching. We've been talking about passion for four weeks in a row. And he gave me this. And you know Taco Bell's right. Can I get amen? Taco Bell's right. Let's just say that. Taco Bell's right. Um... But on their hot sauce pack, it says this. Mr. Dan gave this to me. This is awesome. They're trying to preach my message at Taco Bell. Taco Bell's anointed for increase. Um, it's not as anointed as Qdoba, but it's still anointed. It's for the people with a smaller budget than Qdoba. So it says on this hot sauce packet, it says, do it with passion or not at all. Do it with passion or not at all. So if we could sum up the four weeks of passion or pressure, do it with passion or not at all. Okay, you got it. So thank you, Mr. Dan, for giving me these two hot sauce packets. Now, I don't like hot stuff, so, but I will keep this because it has passion on it. Uh, if you got your Bibles with you, let's look over at uh, Philippians 4 this morning. Philippians 4, and we're going to start in verse 11. We're going to read from the New Living Translation today. Uh, That's a kind of easy translation to read and understand. And uh, we actually got it on the screens here, uh, just so I can read it. So Philippians 4, uh, verse 11, New Living, it says, Not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. That's going to be an important verse for today. Notice Paul said, For I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. Now, really, that sounds, that sounds super foreign to where most people live on the planet. And it goes on and says, and I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it's with a full stomach or empty, whether with plenty or little, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Now, let's look at 1 Thessalonians 5. 1 Thessalonians 5. In verse 16, 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 16, it says, Always be joyful, never stop praying, be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Notice that it says, Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. This is God's will for you. This is God's will for you. What does it say? To be thankful. In all circumstances. Uh, So uh, we've been doing a series actually at the Cory called Give Thanks for the past uh, three weeks. We've been talking about Thanksgiving and being thankful. So I want to preach a message along those lines. And we're going to talk today about giving thanks. Giving thanks. So today, as we get into this message, I I really want you to hear my heart with what we're going to talk about today. This is is one of those things that, um, like I said a, a minute ago, most people on the planet don't live here. Um, I, I could say that a lot of times when we think about being thankful or being content, there's not a lot of people that you could point to in your life that you could say, that's a thankful person. That's a content person. We don't know many people like that. It's kind of foreign to where most people live, including myself. 
Um, but God said that there's this place that you could live, just like the Apostle Paul lived, this place of contentment and satisfaction and fulfillment. And it comes through being a thankful person. It comes through giving thanks to God for what you have, not what you, what you don't have. It comes from this place and this attitude of being a thankful person. And I realize that as we get into this message, that it's so foreign to us because uh, just as people on the planet, our nature is not to be thankful. It's not to be grateful. It's not to be satisfied. It's not to be content. That's why Paul said it's something you got to learn. Something you got to learn. Just like anything else you get good at, you have to practice. You have to learn some things. It takes time. It's a process. And so that's what we're going to kind of talk about today. And let me share a couple things with you as we get started here. Now, uh, of course, we know we celebrate uh, Thanksgiving here in a few more days. We talked about being thankful. And most people only are thankful, sadly, on Thanksgiving when they're forced to Hey, everybody go around the table, say something you're thankful for. And it's so awkward because you haven't been thankful for anything all, week, all year long. And you're like, think of something. Oh, I can't think of anything. You can't think of anything? Nothing. Say the turkey. Say mashed potatoes. Say, we're living in a house. We're not in a shack right now. We're not homeless. Anything. But isn't that weird? It's like you go around the table. It's like, what are you thankful for? I can't think of anything. Nothing. Why? Because we don't live lives of thanksgiving. We don't live lives that are thankful. Now, hear my heart today. I'm not here to condemn anybody or put any guilt on you, but I'm here to challenge you this morning. I'm here to challenge myself. Because let me just be honest with you. Me as a young person, I'm 29 years old. I haven't got this down yet. I would say I'm probably not a content person most of the time. I'm probably not as thankful as I should be. So if I'll be honest to say that about myself, I'll say you're in the same boat with me. Especially when it comes to contentment, because I like new, and I like better, and I like change, and I want things to happen. And so that sometimes fights against this attitude in this place of contentment for all of us. Especially those of us, let's be honest, that live in the Western world. We live in the United States of America. It is super hard to live in this place of contentment and thanksgiving because every person that is on this planet, especially Western culture, is some of the most unthankful people, the least content. And actually, we have more than other people have, but we're not content with what we have. So this is something we need to talk about. Like Paul said, I can be thankful whether I have a lot or a little, whether I'm prosperous or whether I'm suffering, I can be thankful. And I can be content because God is with me. And the thing is that a lot of thing, things happen like this because we get into this place. Those of us that are privileged, and, and let me tell you something today. If you live in the United States of America, you're privileged compared to the rest of the world. Sometimes you don't realize that, but you are. The poorest people in the United States of America are still rich compared to most nations on the planet. And a lot of times we think we don't have anything, and and we're poor, and we're not content, we're not happy, we're not thankful, and you think if I had this and I had that, I would be more thankful. Actually, some of the most rich people on the planet are the most uncontent people that are around. 
It's not things that make you happy anyways. But notice, when you hear that all day long on social media and on the radio and on TV, that you need more and you need better and you need new and you need more of this and you need more of that and if you don't have the car and if you don't have the house and you don't have the clothes and you need this new toy and you need this new computer and you need this new iPod and you need this new iPhone even though you just got one a month ago but they have a new one already. That contributes to this place of discontent. Because you're already feeling that, and then the media just forces that upon you all the time. And you think, I am missing out. What's the matter with me? I'm missing out on everything. Everybody's got the best of everything, and I don't have anything. And notice when we get in that mindset, we start playing a pity party for ourselves. We start being victims and not victors. And we get in this place where we're not content, we're not happy, and we're not thankful. Are you here this morning? You're quiet because it's, it's hitting close to home for all of us in here. And so it happens to all of us. And the sad part is usually the more you have, the less thankful you become. The more you have, a lot of times, this doesn't have to be the case, but a lot of times the more we have, the less thankful we become. Now, I want to share this with you, but last week we read this scripture and I'm going to mention it again. And it was in Deuteronomy 8. Deuteronomy 8, we're not going to turn there. But this is what God said. God said, when I bring you out of Egypt, I bring you out of bondage, I'm going to bring you into the promised land. I'm going to bring you into this place of prosperity. I'm going to give you houses you didn't build. I'm going to give you pools that you didn't dig. I'm going to give you vineyards that you didn't plant. I'm going to give you all these things, and you're going to have abundance, and you're going to have prosperity. That sounds like the United States. You're going to have all these things. You're going to have the new iPhone. You're going to have the new car. You're going to have the new clothes. You're going to be up to date on everything. And he says this, when you get all of that, don't forget about me who gave it to you in the first place. Are you here this morning? Why? Because he knew the tendency in all of us is the more we get, the less thankful we are for what we have. The more we accumulate, a lot of times we forget about the one who gave it to us in the first place, which was God. And God said, when you get there, don't forget about me. When I give you all these things, and I want to because I'm a good father, don't forget about the one who gave you all those blessings in the first place. Don't forget about the one who brought you from a place of poverty into prosperity. Don't forget about the one who brought you from a place of sickness into health. Don't forget about the person that you have become now because of me and the deliverance you have experienced and the blessings you've experienced. He said, don't forget about me when you get there because... The tendency in all of us is to forget about our blessings and the one who gave it to us when we have more. Now, we don't have to be that way, but it's so easy to slip into that area of not being thankful. You realize a lot of us wake up every day in a place that people in other parts of the world are praying for. And we don't even acknowledge it. A house with heat and cooling, a car, food on our table, clean drinking water. You know, there's billions of people that don't even have clean drinking water. Are you hearing me this morning? 
and we wake up and we experience that all day long and people are praying for what we're experiencing every day and we don't even say thank you. We're not even thankful. God said, when you get all those things, the tendency is to think, and he says this in Deuteronomy 8, that it was your power and it was your might and it was your smarts and it was because you're awesome. That's why you have what you have. And he says, remember, it was the Lord who gave you the power to get it. It wasn't you. It was the Lord who gave you the power to get it. A lot of you are saying, well, you know what? God doesn't go to work for me. I'm the one working for it. I'm the one who's smart. I went to college. You couldn't get up out of the bed without God in the morning. Your brain wouldn't function enough for you to learn anything if God didn't supernaturally give you the power in your brain to learn anything. You wouldn't be able to go to work because guess what? Your legs and your arms work because there's a God who's helping you go to work every day. So this idea that, uh, well, I did it. I worked for it and I'm smart and I earned it. (laughs) It's God that gave you the power that you have what you have today. It is God. He's a source for your body. For your mind to be able to comprehend what you're learning. Everything. But notice what happens. The more we get, the less we're thankful if we're not intentional about being thankful people. And God said it. He knew it. And notice this was written thousands of years before anybody figured this out. This was thousands of years before any psychologist or person said that the more you get, the less you'll be thankful. God said, I know what's going to happen. He knows us. He made us. He created us. He said, the more you get, the tendency in all of us is to forget about the one who gave you it in the first place. It's to stop being in this place of thanksgiving. In Deuteronomy 28, same book, Deuteronomy 28, he talks about the blessing and the curse. And he talks about, you know, if you listen to God, these will be the blessings that happen. But he also says, if you don't listen, this is the curse will come on your life. And not because God is cursing you. It's because you've opened yourself up to the enemy by your disobedience. And he goes on and he says, one of the things he says in this passage is that you're going to go back to the place of bondage you came from because you didn't serve the Lord your God with joy and gladness. But other translations say you didn't serve God with thanksgiving. You didn't serve, serve God with a thankful attitude. And because you're not thankful, you're going to go back to the place that you came from because you haven't been thankful. And notice that's not God taking you back to that place or throwing you back to that place. It's your lack of thanksgiving takes you back to that place of bondage. I think it's a very inter- interesting passage because he says, because you didn't serve the Lord your God with joy, and thanksgiving with this thankful attitude. What you have now that I blessed you with, you're eventually going to lose it because you weren't thankful. You're here this morning. Now let's look at 1 Thessalonians 5. Again, 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 16. You guys here this morning? Good. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. It says, always be joyful. 
Never stop praying. Notice it says, be thankful in all circumstances. How many of us live like that? Be thankful in all circumstances. For notice, this is God's will for you who to belong in Christ Jesus. That's amazing. Now, we, we got a lot of questions about the will of God. That's probably one of the most asked questions on the planet. What is the will of God? How do I know the will of God? Is there a will of God that I can know? I can 100% tell you one thing right now. That is the will of God for every person's life in here. Being thankful. All right, you're thankful that I said that. I can tell. (laughs) Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. A lot of us are saying, you know, I don't know God's will. I don't know what to do. What's God's will? I can tell you one thing today. Being thankful is always God's will. And notice he goes and says, in all circumstances. Now, you know he wrote that on purpose. Because it's easy to be thankful when everything's going right. It's easy to be thankful when you're living on the mountaintop. It's easy to be thankful when you're prosperous. It's easy to be thankful when you're healthy and whole. It's easy to be thankful when you get a promotion. That's why he says, it is God's will. Every time, for every circumstance. The good, the bad. On the mountaintop or the valley healed or sick, poor or prosperous, it is always God's will that you're thankful. It's always God's will. In everything, in every circumstance, it's always God's will that we're thankful people. Now, I know you're thinking right now. Let me be honest. I'm not always thankful In all circumstances. All right, nobody wants to admit that they're, okay. Just me, just me. That's, it's only me. I know you guys are better than me. Sorry. Just venting to you guys. I'm not always thankful in all circumstances. I'm not. You're not. But God says his will is that we're thankful in all circumstances. Now, we mentioned this a few weeks ago. There's a reason God tells you to do something because it's bigger than you. God never tells you to do something just to do it for his sake. We talked about this. God tells you to do something because it's going to help you. And he's looking out for you. We mentioned this a few weeks ago about the laws of God, the commandments of God. Why did God do that? For your sake, not his. Because he was trying to help you. In the same way, if God says that you need to be thankful in all circumstances, and this is my will for you, that there means that there is a purpose and a reason he's telling you, and it's not just so you're a thankful, nice Christian. That's not it. There's a purpose. And God knows you better than you know you, and he knows better than you. And he says, you need to be thankful because it's going to help you. It's going to help your life. It's going to improve your life. It's going to bless your life. And I'm telling you to be thankful on purpose. So I'm going to tell you a couple things what Thanksgiving does today. 
First of all, Thanksgiving changes your perspective. Thanksgiving changes your perspective. Now, I can tell you're with me this morning. Thanksgiving changes your perspective. That's one thing that happens when we are thankful people. When we choose to be thankful, it changes our perspective on life, on our day, on what's going on. It changes our perspective. Now, here's the thing about Christians. Let me talk to you for a second here. Christians want God to change the situation, but God wants to change your perspective. Not that he won't change certain situations in your life. He will. But sometimes the situation is not your problem. The way you see your situation is the problem. And God says, sometimes I'm not trying to change your situation I'm trying to change your perspective. And we change our perspective when we're thankful people. So Thanksgiving changes our perspective. We realize what we have instead of what we don't have when we are thankful people. Now, I mentioned this earlier, but these are some things to think about. Notice when we're thankful, we give God thanks. We realize what we really have. Once again, if you have a house, if you have a car, if you have a good paying job, if you have clean drinking water, if you have food, if you have clothes, if you're able to even use technology enough to complain. This is not a lie. You are in the top 10% most wealthy people on the planet right now. All of you. A lot of times when we're complaining about what we don't have, We're not realizing, I'm in the top 10% wealthiest people on the planet, and I'm complaining because I didn't get the new phone or the new car. I have last year's version, but last year's version's not good enough. I need a new one. But notice when we're thankful, it changes our perspective. And we stop thinking about what we don't have, and we realize what God has blessed us with. Now, this is, this is crazy to think about, and I know all of you don't make this amount of money, but some of you do. This is a real statistic. I just heard this the other day. You know, there's 7 to 8 billion people on the planet right now. A lot of them don't live like the way we live. Now, we don't see that every day because the news doesn't show us that. They'd rather show us Democrats and Republicans fighting each other instead of something important like people are suffering in other countries. Come on, America. Let's get it together, folks. Get it together. Trump and Romney met. What did they say? I don't know, but let's talk about it the next week. But we don't know what they said. But it's so important. We got to know what they think they said to each other. Okay. That doesn't help our contentment when we watch stuff like that all day long. But sometimes we don't realize the way other people live, what they experience. We're just thinking about us. And I, and I read this recently, and this is a new statistic. If you make over $50,000 a year, you're in the top 3% wealthiest people on the planet. Over 50000 I know not all of you make over 50000 
But those of you who do, you're in the top 3%. Out of 7 to 8 billion people, you're in the top 3%. Just being thankful changes your perspective. To realize what you have, really. What God has blessed you with, really. We have a, a lot to be thankful about this morning. Most of us have those things, clothes, food, clean drinking water, a place to stay, technology. We have family. We have friends. We have a church family. We have somebody, all of you in here at least have somebody who cares about you. Those are things to be thankful about. Let's remind ourselves sometimes, notice when we're thankful, we realize what we really have, not what we don't have. Sometimes we need to remind ourselves there's people on their knees crying out to God, praying for what we experience every day. And sometimes we never acknowledge God. There's people that wish they had the issues we have in America. They wish they had the job we had. They wish they experienced what we experience. But notice when we're thankful, it changes our perspective to get our mind off of what we don't have and we get it onto what we do have and God can change your perspective. Are you here this morning? God can change your perspective. And you know what? When God changes your perspective, you go from depression to joy. When he changes your perspective. When God changes your perspective, you go from this place of stress and anxiety to this place of peace. But notice that only happens when we're thankful people. You know, it's been said that Thanksgiving to New Year's is the most depressed, discouraging time of year for most people. The majority of suicides that happen, happen between Thanksgiving to New Year's. And I'm not saying that people don't have real issues, because they do. But I am saying that a lot of those people that are that way is because they're not thankful for what they do have. They got trouble. They got struggles. They have issues. I'm not saying they don't. But I'm saying when we're thankful, even the problems we have, the perspective can change. Your mindset can change. Your perspective can change. But notice... God can only change your perspective when we're thankful people, when we give God thanksgiving for what we have, not what we don't have. Here's something. Every day of your life, we can always find something to complain about, but we can also always find something to be thankful about. Every day. Now, some of you choose the first one every day. It could be the best day in the world. And you walk outside and you're like, the sun's too bright. I'm going to have to wear my sunglasses. Gosh darn it. Come on, people. Be thankful about something. Winter's coming where we don't see the sun anymore. You need to thank God for the sun right now. Good God. Send you to Alaska where it's dark for months at a time and you don't see the sun. Be looking like a vampire when you come back to southern Indiana. Notice, but when we're thankful, it puts it into perspective. It goes down to this. It's a choice every day. 
whether we feel like it or not, it's a choice every day. We can always find something to complain about. Every day, all of us in here. Good for you. You found something. It was really hard. But we can always find something to be thankful about. And if we want to stay in depression and anxiety and stress in this place of darkness, then complain all day long. You can. You can find lots of stuff to complain about. The traffic, your job, your coworker. You're not skinny enough. You're not fat enough. You don't got enough muscles. You had to eat at McDonald's again when you wanted something better. You can always find something to complain about. But notice, you can always find something to be thankful about. And that's a choice. That's a choice. And that's why he says, well, it's not there. But it's got to be there in a second. It's always God's will in every circumstance that we're thankful. Notice, in every circumstance, we can always find something to be thankful about. And notice, when we choose to find the stuff to be thankful about, it changes our day, it changes our week, it changes our life, because why? God can change our perspective. Are you here this morning? Now, let me give you an example of this. We can always find something to complain about. We can always find something to be thankful for. I could look in this room right now, and I love each and every one of you, but I could say, why isn't all the seats filled at Church on the Rock? I could get up here and just say, I don't want to preach to them. Why aren't all the seats filled? These seats should be filled at church. Notice, if I complain, that doesn't do anything for me. But at the same time, I have a choice. Now, I wasn't thinking that before I came in. I'm just giving you an example right now. But also, I have a choice. On the other hand, I could come in and look at this and say, you know what? God, I thank you that there's people sitting here and not just chairs. Okay, my perspective already changed right there. I thank you that these people come every week to hear me preach for some strange reason. My perspective changed again. These people happen to give their money every week to this church for some reason so it can do what it's called to do. My perspective changes again. We have a brand new sound system, a brand new PowerPoint. The sanctuary is different. The classrooms are different. We just repaved the parking lot that cost $41,000. And we can choose to be thankful. Instead of saying, well, you know what? The church is not where I want it to be. A lot of empty seats around here. A lot of people don't seem too excited. You could choose to say that. You could choose to complain. And notice you would be there all day long. But also, I could choose to think the other things that I just said. And notice when I just said that, I feel better now. Thank you. I love you guys so much. My perspective just changed. There's people here that love God, and they love me, and they're giving their tithes and offerings, and our church is going, and it's growing, and people are getting saved, and there's more people every week. We could think of it that way, or we could think about it the other way. But notice, that's a choice, and that's my choice, just like you got a choice every day. No, but it's just, no, it's your choice every day. Now, just try to get out of this. No, you got a choice every day just like I do. It's always God's will in every circumstance to be thankful because when we're thankful, it changes our perspective. 
Some of you, when you're complaining about your job, you have a job. The story's over. I don't even have to say it anymore. You have a job that makes money. You have a job. It might not be your favorite job. It might not be the best. Who said you had to stay there forever? At least you have a job right now that God has given you, and you have money to spend. Be thankful. Well, I don't have the newest car, but you have a car, and it works. Be thankful. I don't have my dream house yet, but you do have a house. Be thankful. And notice when we're thankful, it changes our perspective. Changes our perspective. Are you getting this this morning? I heard a preacher say this. He said, when we complain, we remain. But when we praise, we raise. When we complain, we remain. You remain right there the rest of the day, the rest of your life. You stay there. Your perspective doesn't change. When we complain, we remain. But when we praise, we raise. When we're thankful, notice it changes our perspective. And we stop seeing our life from this perspective, and we see it from God's perspective. And it changes. You guys getting something this morning? So when we complain, we remain. But when we praise, we raise. If we could be honest today, a lot of times we complain about where we're at. But that's why we're there, because we've been complaining about where we're at. And we never change what we say. Like Dad said, the power of our words. And we choose to keep complaining and to keep talking about it. And notice it doesn't change. We remain. But notice when we're thankful and we praise God, our perspective changes. Once again, that doesn't always mean that your situation or your circumstance changes right then. But your perspective of it changes right then. How can people live through horrific things in their life and still be full of joy? Still be content? Still be thankful? Still be happy? It didn't take them out. We all know this in here. There's people that went through a lot worse stuff than us that have joy beyond what we have. It's because it's a choice. And they've chosen, notice, to be thankful and not complain. They've chosen to realize the significance of thanksgiving and realizing that even though everything didn't change situation-wise or circumstances in their life, their perspective changed. That's where they can live in this place of contentment. So we can always find something to complain about, which let's just say we're all good at that. It's easy to complain. But we can always find something to be thankful for. This is something interesting, and I know we could all probably want to complain about this. Construction. All of Louisville and southern Indiana wants to do construction at the same time, year after year after year. You're like, give it up. Listen, I will drive on gravel. Just get the cones out of my way. Listen, I'll go off-road. I got a truck with four-wheel drive. Give it up, people. It's not working. I haven't seen any progress yet. What's going on? So easy to complain about that, isn't it? (laughs) But I was just talking to Dad about this the other day, and I was thinking about, uh, because I'd heard another preacher talk about this before, because one day he was complaining about construction and um, stuff like that, and he went to another town that there was no construction. 
You just drove right through it. And God was saying, well, there's a reason because that town's dead. There's no construction. But since there's construction where you're at, that means it's growing and it's alive and it's changing. It's a matter of perspective. But it's the same thing in your life. There's situations, there's circumstances under construction. You got a lot of cones in your life. And not Andrew Stonecipher cone, a different cone. You got a lot of construction issues in your life. You got a lot of things going on. It's because stuff is changing, stuff is growing, stuff is moving. And notice we can choose instead of to complain about it, but be thankful. Hey, God, you're doing something in my life. Things are changing. And even in the city, I'm thankful for it because we don't live in a dead area. We live in an area that's growing and changing. That means more people. That means uh, more businesses. That means that God is doing something. That means there's more people to reach. There's more people to be healed and delivered and saved. That's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. But notice when we're thankful, it changes our perspective. Okay, I'm going to try to wrap this up quickly. Uh, the second one, the second thing we want to talk about today is thanksgiving is the key to contentment. Thanksgiving is the key to contentment. Philippians 4 in verse 11. Thanksgiving is the key to contentment. Philippians 4 in verse 11. Now, Understand, the Apostle Paul wrote this, and he was a man who experienced a lot of things. He experienced some ups and some downs. He experienced some suffering. He went through a lot of stuff, probably more than most of us in here have went through. And to go a step further, when the Apostle Paul is writing this to the church at Philippi, he's in jail. It's one thing for somebody to preach a message to you when they're living in a mansion. It's another thing when you're in prison preaching about being content and full of joy. A big difference. It's easy when everything's going right. But notice, the Apostle Paul wasn't in a mansion when he wrote this. He was in prison, suffering, not in a good place. And they're they're not like the prisons that we have today with cable TV and three square meals. They were called a hole in the earth with no, really, facilities, chains, rats, pretty much sitting in each other's feces. That's how real it was. Not a good place. And Paul wrote this to the church of Philippi. Not that I was ever in need, for I have learned. Notice, I have learned. That's major key this morning. I have learned. To be content with whatever I have. And notice, I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned. There it is again. I have learned. The secret of living in every situation, whether it's with a full stomach or on empty, with plenty or with little, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Notice that the Apostle Paul in prison writing to this church who's not in prison saying, I have learned how to be content and full of joy in every situation and circumstance. I don't know, just the fact that he's in prison writing this should just scream to all of us here that this is possible. A lot of people don't live here, but this is possible. 
But notice two times he said, I have learned. I have learned. I have learned. Go back to the beginning of this. We're all not naturally thankful, content people. We're not. We're not naturally thankful, content, fulfilled people. It's something you have to learn. It's something you have to practice. Something you have to give yourself to. I know all of us in here just say, you know what, just pray for me and I'll be a thankful person then. No, you got to learn it. You have to learn it. You have to learn it. You have to practice it. Now, he says, I've learned to be content. I've learned to be content. Really, contentment, some of, some of the definitions I looked up of the word contentment was to be satisfied, to be fulfilled, to be happy. And Paul said, I've learned to be content, satisfied, fulfilled, happy in every situation and circumstance. Whether I have a lot or I have a little. Whether I'm eating at the best restaurant in town or I got to eat cheese and crackers at home. Whether I just got a raise or I just got fired. I have learned to be content. Now this is not preacher talk because it couldn't make it in the Bible if this was preacher talk. Now what is preacher talk? Preacher talk is stuff that the preachers say that nobody can really live. That's not what he's doing here. This is God's word speaking to us. And Paul said it and God inspired him to write it. And he said, you can be content in every circumstance, in every situation, but you have to learn it. You have to learn it. You know, it's the opposite of our nature. It's the opposite of the culture we live in is being content and thankful people. If Christians live like this, we would stick out more. Like, hey, you're different. You're not complaining. <laughs> you're different. You're thankful. I was thinking about this story. Um, and Dad's told this story before. He was flying, I think, to um, the Simons Church. And they... Um, Tried to land the plane three different times, right? Three different times. Tried to land the plane three different times. Wasn't working. Almost went in the grass. And they ended up having to fly to somewhere else to uh, land the plane. Now, when, when they got off the plane, this is what happened. Dad said he was down there. Now, he didn't feel like saying, oh, I'm thankful. I love you, Jesus. This was awesome. He didn't feel the, the feelings and the goosebumps right then. He had a plane that almost crashed three times. And he had to fly to somewhere else when he was going to preach somewhere else. But you know what he did? He was thankful. He said, I've learned to be content in every situation. And he says that there was a guy who got off the plane who was cussing and screaming and yelling about everything that was going wrong. And he wasn't happy. And, you know... The plane shouldn't have done this, and the airline shouldn't have done this, and I can't believe I'm in a town that I shouldn't have been in. And he just kept complaining, complaining, complaining. And Dad said, you're on the ground, aren't you? You're alive, aren't you? Why are you complaining? It's a matter of perspective. 
I'm in a town that's far away from where I was supposed to land, but I'm alive. And I still have my luggage. And the plane didn't crash. We always have a choice. And notice dad probably didn't feel thankful right that moment. He didn't probably feel the goosebumps of being in church. He didn't feel thankful. But notice, you can learn to be content in every situation, in every circumstance. But you got to learn it. And notice you can always find something to be thankful about. Just like you can always find something to complain about. I love it said, you got to learn this. Or we could say, you need to practice this. You need to practice this. The thing is, you don't get better at something unless you practice. That goes for anything in life. A sport. Something at school. Your instrument. Writing. Reading. Whatever you do. You do not get better at it unless you practice it. It's the same way with being thankful. You got to learn it and notice, let's take the step further. You got to practice it to get good at it. Why do you have to practice it? Because you're not naturally given to being thankful. You have to intentionally every day practice Thanksgiving to become a thankful person. And that's a choice. And that's part of learning. Notice when we say learning, you guys are just thinking learning means I'm just listening or I'm just reading. But notice it's beyond that. It's an action. When you learn something, you don't just read it or listen to it. If they're a good teacher, they say, okay, let's put what you've learned into practice. Same way with God. God says, if you're going to learn to be content, you're going to learn to be thankful, you have to practice this. And the more you practice it, the better you'll get at it and the easier it will get when we learn to be thankful. So we have to practice thanksgiving. We have to practice being thankful. And notice, the more we're thankful, the more content, fulfilled, satisfied lives we'll live. But it's a practice. It's not a feeling, it's a practice. How many Olympic athletes always feel like going to practice? They don't always feel like going to practice. But they know that there's something greater that they're practicing for. It's the same way with being thankful. You don't always feel thankful, but you practice because you know that there's something greater you're after. There's something bigger that you're after. That's contentment. That's satisfaction in God. That's fulfillment in God. That's being a content person. In this crazy world, we live because it's possible to learn this and practice this. So Thanksgiving is the key to our contentment. We want to be more content. We need to be more thankful. Now, like everything else in the Bible, there is the world's way and there's God's way. And usually they're the complete opposite. (laughs) And this is what the world says. If you want to be happy and more content, You need to get more things. That's what the world says. But it's opposite in the kingdom of God. God says if you want to be happy and content, you don't need more things. You need to be thankful for what you already have. Are you hearing me this morning? I'm wrapping up. So the world says 
You need to get more to be happy and content. And God says, no, you don't need to get more to be more happy or content. You need to be thankful for what you already have. And that takes practice. And when we practice and when we learn, the more content, satisfied, fulfilled lives we'll live. But it comes from being thankful. So I pray as we close this message that uh, Thanksgiving would go beyond this Thursday. (laughs) That's the point of this message. That Thanksgiving would go beyond um, a time of year or a season, but it would be the way we live because we practice it. Watch your life change when you start practicing this. Watch your perspective change when you start practicing this. Let me challenge you this as we leave, and I gave the Corey this. When you go home today, sometime today, I want you to write down five things you're thankful for. I'll tell you something about that. Once you start writing, you'll have a lot more than five things. <laughs> and I encourage you, don't stop at five. If you've got more stuff in your mind, start, keep writing. When you make that list and read it back to yourself, your whole perspective and day will change. Because you can learn to be content in every situation. It's a practice. Every day when we wake up, we can have a choice to make. It takes practice. Like I said, I'm not good at it yet. I'm one of those people, I'm not necessarily a complainer. I just don't say anything when I want to (laughs) complain. But that's not helping me either. I just get quiet. I'm like, I know confession better. I'm going to keep my mouth shut. I'm not happy, but I'm going to keep my mouth shut. But we have a choice every day to be thankful people. I pray that our church would be a content, fulfilled, satisfied, happy people. But I know it only comes from Thanksgiving. So do you take that challenge this morning? So before the day's over, I want you to write that list. It won't take too much time. Write that list. Start thinking about what I can thank God for. Start thinking about this new life that you can live now, the choice that you're going to make to be a thankful people. And notice God's telling you to do this. Why? Because it will change your life. Did you guys get something this morning?